0: True. You're
1: a and a of Picture at Los Angeles 2022.
0: Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I am H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines.
1: And I'm Carrie Doherty.
0: And this is a podcast where we used to watch an episode of The Golden Girls and then talk about it, but we ran out of episodes, so now we're breaking down all of the fantastic twenty-four episodes of The Golden Palace, which, of course, is a spinoff of The Golden Girls and is currently streaming on Hulu. I love saying it that way.
1: Hulu, Hulu. hulu.
0: It sounds like a little bird, doesn't it? Hulu,
1: yes. Hulu. Yeah, Hulu, the Hulu bird. Hulu, Hulu. Bird. hulu. hulu. It's Hawaiian. Aww. So we just watched season one, episode 18, titled You've Lost That Living Feeling, which aired on February 19th, 1993, and is the one where they try to hide a dead body. Did Weekend
0: of Bernie's just come out or something? I think it might have come out around this time, if I remember correctly, Weekend of Bernie's. Google
1: it while I start singing You've Lost That Loving Feeling, for those who don't know the song, and this is what the title's in reference to. You've Lost... That love and feeling. If you ever drove in the back seat of the station wagon in your parents' car on the way to grandma's listening to Magic 106.7, that was a song that was on at about seven o'clock at night.
0: <laughs> no, um, We Gonna Bernie's came out in 1989. So it was oh. old by that point. Okay. We Gonna Wait, you've lost that love and feeling. Was that Top Gun or was that, um uh oh God, cock, what was the cocktail? What was the. Was oh, the cocktail. One? I don't
1: think it was cocktail. That was the one where Tom Cruise was a bartender. Is it
0: called cocktail? I don't think it's called cocktail.
1: It's called cocktail. Is it really? Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. With with yeah. with. Uh, with um, Oh, oh, God. The woman from leaving Las Vegas. Ooh. I
1: don't know who else is in it. I just know the soundtrack. You. Oh, you know, Elizabeth Shue from leaving Las Vegas.
0: Well, and she's also the brother sister of the guy who was on Melrose Place. I know her from that too. And she's oh, the babysitting thing, but I don't. Okay, I yes, thank that you. That Adventures and
1: babysitting.
0: I never, I've never. He was it the second
1: Jennifer in Back to the Future.
0: I've never seen it to this day. The Adventures. I've seen of what? Babysitting, the babysitting one. That was very much out of my realm. I have
1: you seen Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead?
0: Yes, I've seen that. Who was she in that? Okay.
1: No, she wasn't in it. That's just another oh. babysitting movie.
0: Oh, I was gonna say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, Elizabeth Shue in the 80s strictly but, did movies but, about babysitting. But. She was kitchen. Pigeon-
0: babysitter's Dead was not necessarily a babysitting movie. It was more Christina Applegate vehicle. And that is why I saw it because of Married with Children. <laughs> it was not because of the babysitting situation. She was barely Um, a babysitter. And that film... She was
1: barely a babysitter.
0: She was. (laughs) No,
1: she wasn't the baby. She wasn't the... I mean, she was she kind of was in the end. She became... She inherited the role as babysitter after their babysitter died.
0: But can I tell you, the inspiration for Sadie, besides the Golden Girls, stems from... What's her name in in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead? I'm blanking on her name or the redhead. Rose. I... I love her i love her fashion so much i she is everything in that film it is such a good movie
1: i see the connection i'm yeah, right, right on top of that rose yeah and you with a lot of my yeah, outfits I see the connection. rose inspired yeah and the red hair yeah it's also just fitting that her name was rose in that movie
0: true sure. so there's there's a through line. There's a through line.
1: There is a very small number of people. I'm curious to know. Dave Quinn, a friend of the podcast and we a love guest I Think Season One, we love Dave. Wrote Fantastic an amazing book on the Real Housewives. Yes, yes I read. Um, cover to
0: cover. Cover to cover. Is that a word? Cover
1: to cover. Those. Yeah. That's how you say it. Um, there is a a character who has no lines in the movie but steals the show um and that's when they're doing the fashion show and there is a woman who comes out dancing and christina applegate is trying to wrap up the show so she kind of yada yada's through the thing and then she goes thank you katrina and (laughs) katrina turns and looks at her while still like doing the running man and she goes thank you katrina and then she does the running man off stage katrina was the star of that movie and if you agree with me tweet at me
0: but can we also talk about how hot the the love interest was he was such a dreamboat for me when i was a kid i loved he, him
1: yeah he's fine
0: he's fine you basically married him
1: No, I Stan didn't. is
0: very much like him yes i get a stan vibe from him fully
1: no stan yeah. looks just like Zosha mammoth's boyfriend and the flight attendant
0: okay see, and
1: now, and, and Lynn manuel miranda everyone just
0: ago. rolled their eyes everyone just rolled their eyes you gotta go popular culture he is, you got to not know the person's name and say he's the love interest from that one movie with Christina Applegate. That's how deep cut stands. love it.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, what's going on?
0: <laughs> <laughs> this episode I was, like, was wait. wild. This episode was a, it, I loved it, it was very much a farce. It was very much, it reminded me a lot of the play Noise is Off which is a yes. great, great sort of like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know who wrote Noises Off, was it Neil Simon? I don't think Neil Simon wrote Noises Off, but it was, it was just absurd, the comedy in this episode and how everything connected to each other and they were running around and it was the anxiety because everyone was so on the go in this episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, a step count on their Fitbits must have been <laughs> through the roof for this episode.
1: I I agree. I again, the premise was like very eye rolly in terms of like, oh gosh, it's another very the business of the hotel. But you know what? For this kind of episode, I didn't care. Yeah. I here's the thing about multicams, is that they are they're like a play. I love that you compared it to Noises Off because the blocking, the acting, yeah, it was it was something that was done. In one of my favorite episodes, I feel like I've talked about this before on the podcast, one of my favorite episodes of Will and Grace, Das Boob, where where Grace has the water balloon boobs and they're at like the gallery showing and they're squirting everywhere. The physical comedy that Deborah Messing and Eric McCormick do, like in all of them, it's so perfect. And so it was so reminiscent of You know, just those famous sitcom moments on friends with Ross and the leather pants and the lotion and the powder forming a paste. They're just, I, the women were amazing. Don Cheadle, Don Cheadle reacting to a dead body. I... I was like, oh, I, I want more of this Roland.
0: Yeah. He's yeah. so
1: good. He's so good with that physical stuff and that like jumpy, oh God, I'm freaked out by a dead body. Um
0: everybody in this episode was on point. They were they were ready for the I mean, I feel like the girls felt in a weird way like they were back in sort of their theater days of being able to like really do a fun play oh, of so just good. and 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 I mean. If there's there's one moment and we will get to it where rose is in the bed and she's flirting with a man and it is i oh. i hope you save that as a clip i don't know what notes you have but like i died when that happened i was all right
1: well we we have a lot to talk about we so do. let's
0: wait, we have something i need to talk about oh before, yes, yes before please. we take a break if you are in the los angeles area, so we're recording this in june which is of course pride month so for all of our queer listeners out there happy, happy pride, pride y'all. and allies as well and um, Pride is a very important month for for us queer folk. And hoo ha our lovely little network, is recognizing Pride and all of the wonderful queer content creators and people that they have within hoo ha by putting on a fantastic little comedy show here in Los Angeles in Santa Monica on Friday, June 24th. And Miss Sadie Pines is hosting this comedy show with a fantastic yes. lineup of comics that all are connected to whohaha in one way or another, I believe, and so it is going to be so much fun and I can't wait for you all to see the looks that will come from it i'll be posting videos of course for people who. aren't in Los Angeles, because many of you are not. Um, but if you would like to support you can of course share the posts that i'm posting about it and let people know if you have friends in Los Angeles, if they would like to come see a part of out on the lanai well half of out on the lanai but if you should come carrie if you can you also are very busy with a baby so i do not expect you to come to a <laughs> show but
1: i will put it on my calendar and do my best is yes. what i tell all my friends
0: but come on out if you can t- you can get tickets you can just look at my social you can go to hoo social you know where you know how the social media works go to the things look for the links click on the little links and we'll put it in the show notes as well so that you can click on a link and get tickets if you would like to attend
1: I love it. (laughs) I haven't even seen it. I love it. How are you? How
0: are you recognizing pride this year, Carrie?
1: Oh, man. How am I recognizing pride? That's a great question. I'll
0: tell you how I'm recognizing pride. Please. I stayed away from West Hollywood all weekend. (laughs) No, I I just don't want to get COVID, but I, um, I I have, I've shown up at events and done things in a separated, very socially distant way to, I'm, I'm such a diva that, that I have, I have done the things I need to do and shown up and Sadie has arrived and, and done her thing and then left very promptly. And guess what? She has not gotten COVID yet.
1: I know, (laughs) knock on wood, seriously, you're so lucky. I think again, because like, I don't go out very much. I also am afraid of getting COVID with a baby. Um, So I like to, I feel like as an ally, I'm going to do my work from home yes. which i think for me maybe means um making another no- donation to the alley for me Center,
0: oh that would be yeah. wonderful you know what we should also do because you brought up will and grace and i just want to say i've always thought everyone says that the that the most comparable show to golden girls they, they often connect sex in the city to golden girls which i see i fully see it i get it but and living single too. I get that connection too. I kind of think Will & Grace is the ultimate connection to the Golden Girls. If you really think about it, even though they're all four not living together, they basically are. And the antics and the things that they get into and some of the storylines that continue from episode to episode, it's very, very similar to the Golden Girls in a lot of ways. It's such an iconic show. People should just go watch Will & Grace sometime because that show needs some more respect, I think
1: watch Joss Boob it's so good
0: Doss Boob is so good so good so should we get into this episode
1: oh let's get right in
0: let's get into it
1: Okay. So we're going to dive right in right off the bat. I had a, a I don't want to call it a question. Cause I, I think maybe it's an issue. Um, <laughs> Rose is in the lobby hanging up a sign that says, welcome to the golden palace under new management.
0: Yeah. I don't get that. I saw that too. And I don't understand it.
1: I know that it was a grand reopening but they're not under new management.
0: Is it? Is it, are they referring to them being the new management? I, I think so. I think that...
1: I guess, but like, the past how, we're on episode... Yeah. yeah.
0: The past 17 episodes have been sort of their trial run, and now they're doing their maybe grand opening to the public where they're inviting press in and all of these things, and just, just so that they can make sure that there was a fine-tooled machine before press came in and...
1: But covered. I think they called it a grand... Reopening.
0: Well, because they bought the hotel. It was I mean, I'm assuming I don't remember the whole backstory on the hotel from the first episode, but it had previously been under different management and the girls bought yeah, it.
1: Yeah, I guess out. that so was it. So I was like waiting for the story. I was like, oh, that's interesting. They're finally going to have someone responsible running the hotel. No. They
0: never explained it. They never explained it.
1: Um but before, okay. oh,
0: wait, but <sighs> we do need to recognize yeah. something here. Yes. The beauty, the wonder. The 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 majestic vision that is Rosen Island in pink. Can we talk about her pink outfit? Did you recognize that pink?
1: I, you're telling me she was wearing pink in that scene. It honestly, I I don't even remember.
0: Oh my god! I, I had apologize. I had to pause it and I took a picture of it because I want a belt thing for Sadie with her pink. Like she had a pink top with like a cinch waist belt. It was perfect. I'm sorry. Please continue. I just had to recognize that pink. Is that
1: pink? Okay, maybe at some point you can text me that photo and I can go, oh yeah, now I remember. I will. Um, So of course, because they're having this grand reopening, everybody is like scrambling to make sure the place is clean and looks good. And there's a really great um, Sophia joke where Chewy says like, you know, I'm going to scrub that kitchen. So good. You're going to be able to eat off the floor. And Sophia comes like running over and goes, please let me eat at the table. Please let me eat at the table. <laughs> and she goes, Oh, sorry. Shady pines flashback. <laughs> um, I thought that was really cute. So, um, they're like hanging up balloons in the lobby. There's a news crew coming. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, uh, thinks that Rose should like stay away because they think she's going to mess everything so up.
0: Rude because Rose has been the one who's been making the best decisions for that hotel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't rely on Sophia. Sophia no. is Sophia is Oliver. She's and not do, so between the, Rose and Blanche.
0: We know from this episode what Blanche does with the inspector that maybe Blanche should not be the front face of this hotel either.
1: I know. Oh yeah, we'll get into that. Oh my gosh. Um, so, but again, Rose shows them all up by being like, uh, jokes on you guys. I got Gerald Davenport. Florida's most acclaimed food critic to come to our restaurant.
0: Yeah. Which is, I mean, which is go Rose. Good, good for Rose.
1: Yeah. He's probably a real busy guy and Rose, Rose, Rose got him to come over. So Chewy hates this guy because obviously he's going to be reviewing Chewy's food. He gave him a bad review. Once Chewy is like not happy about this. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Rose For a minute, I was like, oh my gosh, they're they're just introducing so much new stuff. Mm -hmm. Then Rose, it feels random, but it comes back later. She checks in a guy at the front desk whose luggage was lost, and that luggage is going to come into play later. Um, And he's a travel agent. He mentions he's a travel agent. um, So you know that his presence there is going to be important for the business of the hotel. I'm going to tell you all to remember this now, because it's going to come back a little later if you haven't seen the episode. And then, so they're getting the place together. They're getting the place together. It's like a little while later. Um, Sophia at one point is in the lobby. She's sitting on a couch, sleeping with her head back and her mouth open. And Roland has the funniest jokes. He's just staring at her and he goes, you know, I'm not so upset anymore, anymore about missing the King Tut exhibit. <laughs> and like, it's so it's so perfect because she did look exactly like a yeah. movie. <laughs> She really mouth did. Mouth agape. It was yeah. I thought that was a really clever joke.
0: Yeah. Good on Mark's side.
1: Um, so then Mr. Davenport arrives. Can we talk about this actor? Oh,
0: Eric Christmas. Is it Christmas? I think it's Christmas. Eric Christmas. Great name. And this actor, you'll you'll definitely recognize him. He's been in, he's a character actor. He's not he's not known for any one thing, but he's been in so many things. He and it, he's it,
1: British.
0: He's British and he is so funny. He's so funny.
1: I wish we had spent more time with him yeah. alive because but also he... I feel
0: bad for him in this episode okay. because they put him through the ring.
1: Oh yeah. I have I have a I have a I have a question to pose for you when we get to that part. Please. okay. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, they put him through the ringer, that actor. Yeah. Um he had like real Barbara Thorndike energy yes. to him, like yes. so uppity. I'm yeah. better than you. Um I mean he... if your name's
0: Eric Christmas. Come on. I would, well, I would, but the would,
1: character's name is Gerald Davenport.
0: Yeah, but even Barbara
1: with, even the, actor's name,
0: the Actor's name is so like silly that it's like you know yeah. Please be arrogant. Your name's Eric Christmas. Like <laughs> that's. But he's
1: playing a role. That's acting.
0: I know, but I have a feeling <laughs> probably not far off from the role.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't know. So he sees Chewy. He remembers him yeah. right away, and the yeah. bad meal that Chewy served him, and he <clears> has <throat> this line where he goes. Um, didn't you get that postcard from my colon? Wish you were here. <laughs> <laughs> food critics
0: are really do you remember that opening scene from my best friend's wedding where Julia Roberts, who is playing the youngest, skinniest food critic in the history of food critics, and she's she's she says, i'm gonna write it up as inventive and something else. I forget what she said, and I was and everyone like sighed and everything, and I was like... Can't we just go to Arby's? Why, who, why do we need these people? The curly fries at Arby's are delicious.
1: Well, that's why we have Guy Fury.
0: Oh, God. Yeah, I do love him. I don't know. I way. love Guy Fieri. I don't, I don't know why, why everybody shits people, on him.
1: He genuinely seems like a nice yeah. guy. And during the pandemic, he, genuinely seems he gave like back, a nice like, guy. I
0: think I read in the New York Times, like $20 million or something to he was like the restaurant flying, workers. He was like
1: cooking for people. I during love like natural I love disasters. diners.
0: Drive-ins and dives and whatever it is. I love a diner. I mm-hmm. love a diner.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that, and you know what? His look, guess what? That's a brand. He's stuck with it. Yeah. That's a choice. Yeah. You know, That's there was drag. a time That's when that drag queens do there was a time when that remember uh uh uh, oh god the offspring song um, pretty fly, pretty fly for a white guy. That's oh, the yeah. Guy Fieri. Look, the kid in that video. I mean, there was it, a time when we were like, "That shit's cool." But Guy fieri's a brand. He's got to stick with it. And then you know what? Even if it's not just a brand thing, and he just wants to look that way, that's fine. Yeah, we that shouldn't is be fine. judging anybody on the fine. way that they want to look or wear their hair or their sunglasses. It's like- very
0: drag. I mean, I get, I get why people make fun of him because it is very easy to make fun of someone like Guy Fieri. But I still love him. I love him. I love him. I love him. And that's the kind of food that I love. I don't need no highbrow food. I want real people food. I want Mr. Joe Pack to go have the burger with me.
1: Well, speaking of highbrow food, um, a little bit later, Sophia and Chewie are in the dining room watching um, Mr. Davenport eat Chewy's yeah. Lobster Newberg. Ooh. Now, this is... This, this to me felt like such, I don't know if it is or not, but it felt like such an East coast. Cause my parents, my dad would make seafood Newberg all the time.
0: Oh really? Where it's like
1: you have seafood and a lot what of butter that? and a lot of cream. It's lobster, butter, cream, cognac, sherry, and eggs traditionally.
0: Wow. And
1: my dad, my dad would make seafood bisques all the time. This to me, I don't know if it's just like seafood and cream feels so northeast to me correct me if i'm wrong people tell me but it just it's i mean it's no chowder r- is romancing. a big
0: thing in san francisco i know i mean i don't i grew up with fish sticks from a frozen bag so like i don't understand seafood really
1: well, but, if it's white clam chowder, it's New England clam chowder. If it's the cream based, it's called New England. That's the style. New England really? Clam chowder. Really? So what are they yeah. eating
0: in San Francisco? The New England clam chowder?
1: Maybe. I know there's another type of clam chowder that's made with like a different sauce, a different base. But I know there's New England uh, clam chowder. And then there's another one. But I forget what city or region it's connected to.
0: I just I'm not a big seafood person. I mean, I, other than a cheesecake factory, I get the salmon. But that's about it.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Not everybody does a seafood thing. But oh, oh, anyway, but I
0: love the coconut shrimp at at Outback. I do love the oh, coconut, coconut shrimp, shrimp Outback. is delicious. Oh, with that chutney sauce? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Um
1: so um so Mr. Davenport is sitting very quietly in his chair while he's eating. Yeah. So Chewy kind of goes over to check on him. And this is where we enter Weekend at Bernie's <laughs> because Mr. <laughs> Davenport has died and he's sitting at the table with his one of his hands is like um, upholding his fork. Yeah. So when they pull him away, he ends up having his arm extended doing a thumbs up for the yeah. remainder of the episode, which, which is I thought really was really good. Dedication really... and very funny. And they yeah. they used his arm in a really funny way.
0: And, and the thumbs um, up comes up throughout the episode too.
1: It does. It, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Um so So Chewy runs into the kitchen where the women are after he realizes that Mr. Davenport has passed and, um, and he's kind of like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, he's dead. He's dead. And they're like, are you sure? And Chewie has a funny line where he's like, I took his pulse. It's not too hard to count to zero.
0: Um, <laughs>
1: and Rose is like, we have to get him away from the other guests so he doesn't ruin our big grand opening weekend. What
0: do you do in a situation like that? Like, honestly, like if I was a worker in a restaurant or something and someone died very quietly at their seat. I don't know what you would do. Do you clear out the restaurant? I, I think don't...
1: you clear out the restaurant. You comp everybody's meals. Mm. You clear it out. Um, you tell people that they can wait outside if they want to talk. And somebody, you send somebody, a representative of the hotel out to talk to everybody. Offer grief counseling. Oh my god! Whatever you need to do. You tell him yeah, died.
0: I mean, or you just say we have an emergency or we have a unexpected situation. Would you please go in the lobby and then not have anyone be any you know have any idea?
1: Maybe. I mean, it's going to get out, you so think you have so? to decide. I don't think it would yeah. get out.
0: I mean, this oh, guy. Yes. that's news. This guy dying. It's gonna.
1: Yeah, him a dying. Regular
0: person dying. I don't think so.
1: Well, no, I think a regular person dying. It, it's going to get out. Mm-hmm. Um. So this this was also a runner that I absolutely loved. So. Rose, Sophia, and Chewy are going to go back into the dining room, yeah. and as as Sophia creates a diversion, Rose and Chewy are going to bring the body from the dining room to the kitchen. Oh. So they tell, and it's so there's you guys just you guys have to watch this episode. I'm going to do my best to explain the the physicality of some of these things, but you just have to watch the episode, and um, we're going to do our best. Yeah. So. They tell Sophia to create a diversion by saying there are topless volleyball players nearby. Like go to the window, say topless volleyball players, everybody will run to the window. We'll sneak the guy out. So Sophia's like, great. Got it. They go out to the kitchen. Sophia looks out the window and goes, Hey, look out on the beach, a dead body. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody runs over to the window and Chewy and Rose drag the guy into the kitchen. Um, so this is where I have a question for you in my notes. I wrote dead body work, good or bad for an actor, because one, you don't have to memorize lines. So it's an easy job, right? Two, but on the flip side, everybody is manhandling you. And also you don't really have a chance to shine. So what do you think?
0: Okay. So this is, this is yet another connection to a and grace in that there was a whole episode where Jack was auditioning to play a dead body. And how does he stand out? I think it was on Six Feet Under. And how does he stand out in the scene? By playing a dead body, which is so, and also if you think about it, it's the same with um, I Love Lucy, too, when she needed to stand out and get her name out there. But she in some scene where she was playing a showgirl, I think. And so she wrote the, her name on the bottom of the shoes over her shoes. So you do these little things. They
1: did it on It's Always Sunny, too, with Sweet D. She was playing oh, really? a, a, a dead victim in like a zombie movie. And she kept and she was like, how do I how do I? act and yeah. be the star yeah. of this scene. And
0: I feel like Eric Christmas did a fantastic job because I feel like you can't do anything other than just exist in the scene and go mm-hmm. as limp as possible. And this poor, poor senior citizen that they're dragging around for parts of this... I mean, mm-hmm. there are some times where they are physically actually dragging this man or putting him on a table. And there are other scenes where you clearly know it's a it's a stunt yeah. dubby, like, dub, like a dummy body. It's
1: a, dub, it's a dummy,
0: yeah. Yeah, but... But there are some scenes where it's actually this old man,
1: this old man yeah. who at the time,
0: mm-hmm. I don't know how old he was at the time of filming. He was born in 1916 and, and this came out in 1992, 93. So I, I I, don't know how old he would be. Someone do the math, but that's old. He was old.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like unless you're a really well-established actor, um, Who's like, yeah, I'll take the paycheck and just act like a dead body. Um, yeah, I feel like you kind of, you want to be alive as an actor think about in a the role.
0: Screen time. Think about the screen time he gets. And like, and if this was like on the Golden Girls or something, he'd get great residuals from being on screen that much.
1: His re- That's not how residuals work. I know, but, but still. <laughs> it was
0: on a lot of the episode. He's a very memorable um, part of the episode.
1: I also want to say that I think roland is the only one who has what i believe to be the right reaction to being around a dead body which is like he kind of jumps all around freaked out like rose chewy sophia they're all incredibly calm just like oh really oh okay let's take care of this now i know that sophia was chill when that guy al i think died in rose's bed yeah but like I'm just glad that somebody had what I think is is the right reaction to a dead body, which was Don Cheadle.
0: I see. I've seen people die, and I don't think I would freak out. In fact, I feel like I would take a very responsible approach to sort of like handling the situation because I'm. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't scare me really. The idea of someone dying. I saw someone die on a bus once. (laughs)
1: part of me wants to say go on but part of me just wants to move forward with the episode
0: no it was someone who it was in new york Mm -hmm. and it was they had to shut down the bus and everything because someone just died on the bus and i i didn't see them physically die but i saw the dead body you know they were very quietly sitting in the back or like by near where i was sitting and they just didn't wake up and some people freaked out but i just kind of looked at her and was like it just it was just you know the life it was just life it was just like a moment that happened and then we had to get off the bus and they took care of it but it was uh it was yeah it was definitely a moment
1: i'm a little bummed out
0: i know i mean i'm sorry she was if, if it makes you feel any better she she looked older and she had a How lot old? of i don't know i would assume in her 70s or 80s like she looked older and she had a lot of bags with her. So I'm assuming she had either like went shopping recently, maybe bought herself something nice. You know what I mean? Like she was, it looked like, it, it, was, it wasn't sad to me. I mean, it was sad, but it wasn't like, you know, a tragic death or anything. It was just someone just naturally died.
1: But she died alone and with a bunch of strangers.
0: I don't know if she was alone. Maybe she just left lunch with friends and she was on a high.
1: I'm so bummed out. <laughs>
0: Well, I, I like to think that she died happy. She had just went in, in Union Square. She just had lunch at Panera with some of her friends. Maybe she had the broccoli cheese soup, you know, and she was feeling great. Maybe that large iced tea. I love their iced tea. Then she got on the bus, the crosstown bus to go home. And that's when the time came and she was very content. I like to, I like to remember it that way.
1: I appreciate you creating a colorful narrative. To make me feel better but i'm still bummed out i okay. think we should just continue so chewy i'm just not gonna stop thinking about it so chewy <laughs> um suddenly realizes um that he put rat poison instead of cornstarch in the lobster newberg um, and he poisoned Mr. Davenport and that's how he died. Now, I was a bit surprised that they didn't then clear out the rest of the the patrons, the rest of like who else got the, the lobster Newberg. Maybe he just made that dish special for Mr. Davenport, ordered just the one lobster. That's entirely possible. True. true. Um, Roland, the responsible one, he says, um, I know somebody at the coroner's office. I'm going to give them a call.
0: Wait, this bothers me. Because oh a, how does he know someone at the coroner's office? B, how does he know someone that intimately that he can call this person and say, Hey, can you help me cover this up? Well,
1: like, I it's not crazy to me. Roland runs a hotel, he's lived there for a while. He may just we don't know, he may just know people. It's definitely not um what you're supposed to do. You're yeah. supposed to call the police because they're the police. supposed to be involved, yes. but you know, he calls the coroner's office. Totally fine. I actually like that they put that in there because later there's a thing that happens that already feels very far-fetched. But I was like, if he hadn't said that thing about the call to the coroner's office, this would be even more far-fetched. So I was okay with it. So meanwhile, Rose is going to tell Blanche about what's going on. Um, but when rose goes into the lobby the news team is there with blanche oh. and they're covering the reopening of the hotel
0: yeah. and
1: blanche is going on and on about mr davenport and they're so happy he's here and blah 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 and and you know blanche is asking rose like you know did he lack like his food and rose <laughs> is like oh yes two bites and he was in heaven and they do like, a couple so of those jokes. it was very funny Um, so the reporters are like, oh, great. We'd love to see the kitchen and Rose. So calm is like, oh yes, let me just straighten up. And she kind of calmly walks away. But then when she gets to the kitchen, she like runs Uh in and she goes quick, get Tommy two toes in the freezer. This joint's lousy with newsies. oh rose I betty white them. is
0: so good betty white and br or b not be betty white and uh rue mcclanahan are so good in this episode they're so, so
1: good. good so they stick mr davenport's body in the freezer yeah um and then uh they so as blanche is continuing to talk about the kitchen and all this stuff because now the blanche and the news reporters are in the kitchen um uh, Rose whispers to Blanche in Blanche's ear. And you can tell that she says like, Hey, we have a dead body and it's in the freezer. So Blanche tries to get the reporters out of the kitchen immediately. Yeah, And she says, you know, you know, as investigative reporters, you'd probably rather see the tiny living quarters, our Latino employees, you know, living out back.
0: Wild. Why would you say that about your own hotel?
1: Cause Blanche is a terrible businesswoman. She's
0: horrible. That is a horrible thing to say about something you're trying to promote for press.
1: I know. Also, sorry, they don't have any other employees. <laughs> yes.
0: I mean, when she said that, I literally was like, I, I just—it blew me away. I'm it telling blew you, blew me away.
1: Blanche, Blanche should not be no. Blanche should not be part of this business. No. She is bringing these women down with them there in a sinking ship. Um, so anyway, so they 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 rush the, the news reporters out and yeah. she's like, you know, the reporters are here for the grand reopening. The guy is dead. What else could go wrong? And then a very young Stephen Root.
0: Yeah. From office walks, space, right? Office space? From office
1: space, from yeah. Barry. I mean, yeah. you know, Stephen Root from everything. Barry he walks guy. into the kitchen and announces himself health inspector,
0: which is just like. So perfect. It's just yeah. like, it's one of those moments where you're just like, this is, this is now becoming an absurd comedy and I love it.
1: I'm here for it. I'm so yeah. here for it. Um, So uh, he wants to inspect the freezer and fridges. Of course, because that's what a health inspector does, but that's where the body is. It's in the freezer. So Blanche tries to flirt with him and to his credit, he's being incredibly professional. Yeah. Yeah. Very professional. Almost passive. Yeah, it's yeah. It, yeah, like he's also not like totally freaked out by her what she's doing. Um so uh it's she has so many great lines but he's like um I just need to check your walk in and she goes if there's one thing men like to check it's my walk in not to mention my talking and my loving. Oh, it's so Blanche
0: good. is so good in this scene. She is dirty.
1: She's so dirty. So Um, so she's like, why don't you check the fridge first? And she brings him over to the fridge to distract him while Rose, um, gets the body out of the freezer and not just
0: gets the body out of the freezer. Rose, we learn later, undresses the body. (laughs) Yes.
1: She undresses the body. She takes the suitcase that remember the travel guy from the beginning, whose luggage hadn't shown up. Apparently his luggage showed up um because uh rose... or, does she,
0: or is that his clothes i don't know does she undress the body because now that you say the luggage I'm...
1: no no you know what she takes she, she takes, takes clothes out. out of the suitcase oh, but you're right ooh. i thought she undressed. i thought she too. undressed
0: the body too and i was like <laughs> what is rose doing why does she need to take off his clothes
1: <laughs> um but uh so anyway so while rose is doing that. Um, Blanche has um, the health inspector over by the fridge and she's trying to distract him and we have to play this whole speech because it's incredible.
0: I guess I could start with the refrigerator.
1: Yeah, oh, why don't you just get yourself a nice glass of fresh orange juice? You know, it's so nice how fresh juice tastes so sensual without being caloric. Yeah, like bananas. Mm-hmm. A healthy romp through the world of fruit without the hangover of candied snacks. Or how about a cheese ball? What are you talking about? <laughs> Mister, I'm gonna level with you. I'm a lusty woman. A lusty, busty, zesty cowgirl that likes to ride all night. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say a healthy romp through the world of fruit. Like I I want that as a coffee table book.
0: I mean, (laughs) and also the kiss that they share. Like that is the most passionate kiss we've ever seen in the golden girls universe. It might be the
1: longest kiss we've ever seen.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think so. That was a
1: really long kiss. Um, Also Betty White was like, I know for those of you who are just listening, as Blanche is giving giving this whole speech and she's kissing him, Betty White is pulling what appears to be an actually heavy yeah. suitcase There's across a the floor.
0: How long has this body been dead? Is has rigor mortis set in? I don't how did that set I, in? I
1: think the rules I think rigor mortis starts to set in maybe after a couple hours.
0: Oh, so he's probably still I don't loose, know. Loose And loose. Yeah.
1: I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put my I'm gonna take my CSI, CSI hat off for like the rigor mortis of it all because like you <laughs> just rigor, can't the rigor you, you mortis
0: just, of it all. I want yeah. that on a shirt.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could we could talk about all that stuff. We could talk about how the blood pools and settles. Like we don't. Need oh my
0: god, stuff. don't even.
1: Um. Okay. So um, she
0: drags this but this suitcase out into the the lobby. She dr- literally drags. Literally drags, drags it.
1: It's amazing. Yeah. Um, so then, after um, you know, Blanche and the health inspector you know surface from their kiss, their deep passionate kiss, um, he goes, uh, Miss Devereaux, I- I'm sorry, I, I just want to check your freezer, and she just goes, Oh, why didn't you say so? It's right over there. And they are like, so Oh, good. So, it good. Was so good, so good. So good. Um, So meanwhile, the reporters in the lobby, they're talking to Rose. They're starting to suspect, like, everybody's acting a little weird. Something's going on.
0: I don't know why they would suspect. I mean, I know why they would suspect. But the way the reporter approached it, I was like, this reporter knows she's doing a fluff piece. You're not going to find any hard news here, honey.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I'm assuming it's because they realized, like, there were no living quarters out back or whatever. So she's like, something weird's going on. I don't know. So Rose is like, okay, fine, you got me. We have celebrity guests here in room 205. They say that um, Salmon Rushdie is rooming with Joan Van Ark from Knott's Landing.
0: Well, no, they, they first set it up because I think Salman Rushdie had just written that book that got him banned by the Ayatollah or something, or had like a hit out on him by the Ayatollah. And...
1: Wait a second. Did I say salmon rushdie?
0: Yeah, you did. Like, and it's salmon fine. the fish. But it's oh, fine because I would have done the same thing probably. But I have I'm
1: um, I I wrote it. It's Salmon Rushdie. I have yeah. it written down and I realized <laughs> I said the word salmon.
0: But I think he probably Because we're like, talking
1: about fish.
0: I think he would have all that stuff in the news about him would have been happening around this time. And the reporter didn't react to her saying his name. But then the reporter did react to Joan Van Ark, which I would have too, rightfully so. But that was maybe the, they're,
1: they're trying to maybe they're trying to hint at like oh she's just she's like a TV fan, and but like, it got you know me. I mean? It got me
0: like roses. Is, this is another another hint in the Golden Palace franchise towards how smart Rose actually is that she mm-hmm. knows who Salman Rushdie is.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well.
1: Yeah. Um, so Rose uh, is like, come on, come on, because they're all excited. She takes them up the stairs. I guess Why she would leave.
0: She's gonna leave that luggage. She's gonna the leave lobby. the
1: luggage. Why? Also, Again, like with Blanche going like, check out the bad living quarters of our employees. Rose is basically saying like, hey, I'm going to disclose who our celebrity guests are. Also, let's go stand outside their room and see if we get them to come outside. Also incredibly unprofessional on both fronts. I one time, They were shooting the movie Osmosis Jones, a town over from me in Plymouth, Massachusetts. My friend Ben and I wanted to meet Molly Shannon so badly. We went to every hotel asking, is Molly Shannon staying here? Even though like, there are a lot of other celebrities in that movie. We just wanted to meet Molly Shannon. Nobody's going to tell you. No
0: hotel clerk is going to tell you uh, any name of their guest.
1: No. So anyway, the fact that she did it. um Unless,
0: Unless Blanche is running the hotel
1: yeah no kidding yeah. um so yeah she leaves a suitcase in the lobby and surprise travel agent guy sees it and he's like hey my suitcase and then he's like asks Roland to bring it up to his room yeah. and then Don Cheadle again just the most amazing physical bit where okay. like he goes to grab the suitcase and pull it away and it's so heavy that he just like flies up in the air and yeah. falls yeah it's so good so I love that like Rose can drag it out but like he's not on Cheadle
0: camp yeah yeah
1: there's also an amazing moment where Bl- like, they lose the suitcase. So Blanche yeah. and, and Rose reconvene in the lobby. The suitcase is gone. They're freaking out. And they're like, they don't know what to do. And Rose has the greatest suggestion. She goes, I don't know. Let's just try to have fun with this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, one of those, it's one of those moments where so many absurd things are happening that like, I feel like even the writers were like, let's just call it out. This is weird.
1: Yeah, like I thought that was so funny. Let's just try yeah. to have fun with this. Like the so eternal funny. optimist rose. And
0: the whole time, if I was in her shoes, I'd be thinking, Am I going to jail? Am I gonna go to jail for this?
1: Oh, it's yeah, it was it was so good. So so now Rose, Blanche, and Roland, they run upstairs yeah. and they're they're outside of the, the um travel The travel agent's room. room. Yeah and because they're going to try to somehow break in go in retrieve the suitcase and Roland is freaking out and he's like just really just scared he's like I I can't do this like I can't be around death like people animals it doesn't matter you know this one time my hamster and Rose cuts him off and she goes save it for your shrink psycho we got work to do
0: (laughs) Rose is so good in this episode
1: she's so funny in this episode so funny so funny um (laughs) So they break into the room and the travel agent is in the shower um, and Blanche starts getting turned on in the Blanche way that she gets turned on and we gotta, we, we gotta, we just, we gotta oh, play this a You know how men are, they just take forever lathering up their strong well-muscled arms and, and letting the soap run in rivulets down over the washboard ripples of their tight talk blanche. Oh, i'm back i'm back so i think we have to pull the actual clip from this moment and to put on like our social media because Jeez. when 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 blanche like snaps out of her i've never um,
0: seen a better moment
1: it's it's so good but when she says I'm back. I'm back, and she like puts her hands up in a way. Yeah. Her mannerism was just like you.
0: You need to f- tell find find me the exact time code because I didn't notice this. I didn't notice this at all when you. I mean, of course, I'm not going to notice. It's it
1: about me. it's a, it's at 16:32 in the episode. That's the end of it. <laughs> I, it's a it's a clip. We're gonna pull it. I'll send you the time code. But when she goes, I'm back. I'm back. Uh, coming out of that. That's I love you. That you think that's me? How is that me? I don't. She just, you just have to watch it. She just said it like you. There was something about the way her hands were. I watched this last night, so it's not 100% fresh in my mind. But in all caps, I wrote, she said it just like you.
0: I mean, I will say there are moments in live shows or even on this podcast from the many years where I go on a tangent or a, a riff on something, and then I have to be brought back to it in a random way and so i can see how this would make you think of me
1: <laughs> i'm going to take a sip of my spin drift i thought you were going to be talking a lot longer
0: <laughs> You're so
1: all right different. i'm back i'm back
0: but there's another moment in this in this scene where rose is in they, so they're they're fumbling with the body right and they ha- the man is about the, the bot. rose falls on the bed with the dead body and, mm-hmm. and the man is about to come out of the bathroom and they all start hiding and rose is like
1: hide me hide me hide yeah because the dead body is like on top of her on move. the bed basically so yeah. they,
0: they run out to pull the cover over the dead body and rose is just lying in the in the oh,
1: bed yeah it her is,
0: interactions oh, with the travel agent oh i was dying of laughter
1: it was so funny yeah just he roars just, she ro- she, growls. she growls she growls he growls. comes out he also was like, what's going on out here he,
0: he's, like, creepy. He's, he's creepy he's a little
1: he's very creepy I didn't I didn't enjoy him yeah. um he comes out he's like, you know what's going on out here and he's like, what are you doing in my bed and Rose goes, hi there tiger I can't, I
0: can't. and there's a whole bit with he gets in bed and he feels what he thinks is her hand oh. the dead guy's hand and like, he's cold obviously and stuff and
1: yeah it's
0: all very sort of like even though you can't really hate the guy because he thinks he's rubbing rose's he's,
1: hands and he thinks he's being propositioned so yeah. like he's going with it but really he's not yeah i was like oh i don't like your energy your, and then, your but man. rose
0: thinking very swiftly is like i like to have a man whose hair has been freshly blow dried or something and i'm yeah. like
1: that is the uh-huh. weirdest
0: kink, but I am here for it, Rose. I
1: yeah, it. it's so good. It's you know so good. Miles it's so had that
0: kink, and that's how she knows of it.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes into the bathroom, and when he's in there, um, Rose, Roland, and Blanche, they take the body wrapped in the blanket out. And then as they come out of the room, the reporters are coming up the stairs. Yeah. So they just they throw the body down a giant Giant laundry Mm. chute. And then, and then I thought this was such a fun, it could have just ended there. It was, but they throw it down the chute. And then when the reporters reach the top of the stairs, they're they're all doing this like hand clapping thing, like rock and robin, but not rock and robin. And I like, I was like, that's so good.
0: But then it cuts to, the basement. It cuts to okay, the kitchen. So it here. cuts to the
1: kitchen, and yeah. Chewie's talking to the health inspector, and he's like, "Yep, everything's on the up and up. Here the Golden Palace, we have nothing to hide." And then all of a sudden, the body comes out of the chute, which the it's, bottom of it is in the kitchen, the and it lands in a giant out. laundry basket, like giving a yeah. thumbs
0: up. It was the best. It was such a smart little quick take. That I thought was so funny. I laughed so hard when the guy's body comes down the laundry chute and his thumb is up like everything's okay. And then the health inspector is being pushed out at the same time.
1: He <laughs> has a, his thumb up the whole time. And it's so funny. Whoever directed this episode, I should have looked. I forgot. It yeah. did such an amazing job. Because those are things, these are things that a director is developing, honestly, the thumb up. It could have been the Peter writers, Bate. but that was... Peter I Bate was
0: the director. I feel like
1: it was probably the, that was the thing that was incorporated by the director.
0: Oh, and, oh, okay, Peter Bate. He later became, um, I, I guess, an editor for stuff. He was an editor on The Golden Girls, and he edited on Will and Grace as well.
1: Oh, well, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, so there, there we know. go. Connection. He was in the world. And also yeah. one of my favorite underrated shows of all time, The Gina Davis Show. Oh, Gina i love Tina davis so much
1: we grew up like kind of near each other not
0: quite Uh, shut up
1: um so the only the only thing i have to say about this is a hotel and i feel like a health inspector would have flagged this it's very unsanitary to have dirty clothes flying into the kitchen
0: you'd think the health inspector would pick (laughs) up on that immediately
1: yeah but you know what I'm willing to put it aside, aside. because this aside. was a very funny episode, yes. but you would definitely would not have your laundry chute empty out into the kitchen. Exactly. Um, so then Chewie and Sophia grab the body and carry it out of the kitchen. I don't know why they didn't just leave it in the laundry chute, but they carry it out of the kitchen. And once again, Sophia is supposed to create a diversion when they go through the dining room because there are diners in the dining room. She's supposed to say again, topless volleyball players outside she's supposed to yell that out the window instead she says hey everyone look a dead volleyball player in the blanket
0: (laughs) I mean she's so bad at this she's so bad at this
1: what are they gonna do here here was my thing and again like I get it because they all need to end up in the lobby for the final scene but like he was in the laundry chute Yeah, that's great. They could have brought them out the kitchen door outside, but instead they bring them through the dining room into the (laughs) lobby where there are tons of people. It's literally a body shaped blanket anyway. So, and then Sophia also had another line where she's like, oh, they're in the lobby. She goes, wait, wait, I got to rest. I was a lot younger when I did this in Sicily. (laughs) So good. So everybody suddenly converges in the lobby. Chewy and Sophia are sitting on the couch with the dead body wrapped in a blanket. So he kind of looks like a mummy. The owners, the guests, news crew, travel agent guy, who's like, Hey, that's my blanket. And he pulls it off. Dead guy revealed wrote. So it's out. The blanket's been yeah. pulled off. There's yeah. a dead body. Yeah. Rose goes, all right, everybody, we're just going to come clean. This is Mr. Davenport, the food critic. And he's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: which is such a good save
1: It is such a good save. And Roland goes, yeah, and actually this is the perfect chance for us to implement our new designated driver program. Um, and they basically pick Mr. Davenport up and no. kind of carry him off like, we're going to drive you home now, Mr. Davenport. And like the uh, the news, everybody's like clapping like they're like, oh, these people. Wow. Ruining the job.
0: reputation and the history of this, the legacy of this man in one horrible moment. I
1: know they really did. Oh. They? Oh. But I mean, it's
0: kind of justice for Chewy in a way.
1: He was kind of a dick. Yeah. So later that night, everybody's sitting around uh, the kitchen table. All the employees. Chewy's depressed because he's like, "I killed a man." Yeah. Blanche comes running in like a, a newsy. Did, did you mention the rat poison? We mentioned the rat poison. Okay,
0: good. Because for, mo- for a moment I was like, "Did poison. we not mention that point?" Because was- oh,
1: we mentioned it. So Blanche comes running in holding a piece of paper like a newsie and she's like everyone the coroner's report is in and turns out Mr. Davenport died of a massive coronary and they all <laughs> high five and celebrate. Um how many coroner's reports do you think are released yeah. on the same day?
0: No, it doesn't happen that way. I know that well, I've done <laughs> I did a I did a full true crime series for Audible and I can tell you without a doubt it doesn't happen that quickly.
1: Yeah, and that the uh, what what I'm telling myself is like, okay, Roland was friends with the coroner, yeah. and they were just like, yeah, well, we'll just go ahead and tell you. We and we also, weren't really busy today, even though we live in Florida, where like most Miami, people live. Yeah, but I'm gonna out. go ahead. I did it. I figured it out today. Um, you know, we were able my to. Office, do the why did
0: Roland offer this information? He's the one that's friends with the coroner, which also I learned in in the process of me making that audible show that um it's not coroner it's medical examiner yeah 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 yeah
1: it's a medical examiner yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah well the coroner's office aren't they responsible for taking the body away they take um, the body to the morgue yes. and then the medical, examiner, away,
0: and the medical examiner the medical examiner examiner does, does the autopsy, autopsy. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, oh, should we talk about the difference between cause of death and manner of death? No. No, we won't, <laughs> we won't go
0: down that road.
1: <laughs> Actually, I think we did on the episode that Jim Clemente was a guest. Case of the oh, Libertine really? Bell. We may you if go you back really want to know.
0: That. Yeah, that was a good mm-hmm. one. That was a you really know the difference. good one. I was just yeah. talking with him.
1: Oh, we have to talk afterwards because I want to talk to Jim. Um, okay. <laughs> so um, so I guess uh, nobody got in trouble for messing around yeah. with the dead body because they didn't fine. involve the police. So everything's mm-hmm. fine. Um, and uh they also say that because of the designated driver program, the travel agent is going to recommend the hotel to all of his clients. Question hotel run by four or five people. Um, yeah. who's gonna drive people home? Yes. Sophia, yeah. you have no plan. Yes. You have no plan. Um, the health inspector said they passed with flying colors again, even though there was a laundry chute um mm-hmm. in the kitchen um and also uh sophia stole um mr davenport's rolex which was a runner that i forgot to mention earlier but but she was eyeing it the whole time it was a funny it
0: it was a funny bit to end i will admit and then the last the tag on the episode i thought was also really funny was Mm -hmm. because i mean they really got used to this laundry chute it's Mm -hmm. sophia going down the laundry chute and uh, and then being like you gotta stop doing this
1: She's like, "What do I gotta wait till I'm dead to do it?" It was so good. It so was good. so good. I, 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 and that was the episode, and I loved it, and I thought it was so funny.
0: I really enjoyed this episode a lot. I really did. It was a fun, fun, fun episode. It was
1: fun. It was fun. This was probably was silly like,
0: fun. Yeah. It
1: was silly fun. I feel like it was my favorite Don Cheadle performance of all. Yeah, these Don episodes. Cheadle
0: was more slapsticky in this episode, which I really enjoyed.
1: Yeah, it was. Well, it was great.
0: Should we take a break and come back with our golden takeaway? We are back with our golden takeaway, which is a nugget of truth or inspiration that you can apply to your life or the lives of our listeners, Carrie. What is your golden takeaway from this episode?
1: Mine's pretty simple. I'm going to rewatch The weekend at Bernie's franchise because I, seeing... seeing characters on screen puppet a dead body in like these really fun physical ways, uh, like sort of the physical acting of it all. Um, I really enjoyed it. And I was like, yeah. I I would like some more. So I'm going to go back and, and rewatch both seen, of them.
0: I've never seen Weekend at Bernie's.
1: Well, you should, because yeah. the guy who plays Bernie yeah. is Dorothy Spornick's former lover. Yeah, she I loves know. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that much. I know that much. I know it just, i don't know the movie it never really interested me it seemed it seemed very straight you know what i mean it just seemed like a like a dumb guy movie that i was always just kind of like eh. if kathy bates isn't in it do i really need to watch it
1: kathy bates is definitely not in it yeah
0: and then then that makes me wonder if i should watch it my golden takeaway from this episode and i've I've talked about this on the podcast before um that when i die i well, well i don't well i don't want to like my one of my one of my fears of dying is that I die. Cause with Michael and I I am the only one that drives. And I, I do worry about dying while driving. Like not getting in an accident or anything. I'm not worried about that. Of course I'm worried about that. I don't want that to happen. But me naturally dying while driving, like I think that's the scariest thing possible. And it wouldn't hurt me because I'd be dead. But like it would, if I'm driving with Michael, it would hurt whoever else is in my car. You know what I mean? Um so I'm a, that's the only part of death that I'm actually scared about, that I'm operating something very dangerous. But when I do die, and this is what I've said on the podcast before, when I do die, I want my, I want to be cremated, which is not the best Jewish thing in the world, but I want to be cremated and I want my ashes put into little keychain etch sketches and I want them distributed to all my loved ones.
1: I do remember this. I remember this, these last witches. Um,
0: genius. I think it's genius.
1: You know what? I've never thought about, dying while driving before and harming my most precious loved ones
0: yeah it's a scary thought isn't it
1: i'm a little bummed out
0: i'm sorry <laughs> i don't mean to bum you out i'm just i'm I'm being i'm an honest person i put all it out there oh yeah i put myself out there that's what an artist does and and this, uh... is, this is what i'm processing that is my biggest fear is dying naturally while driving i don't want that to happen which is why oftentimes i like tell like Michael in the car. This is the emergency break. If you know what I mean? Like this is like the things. Like wow. I'm like I'm like consciously aware of it, even though it's probably so rare. I don't know what the stats are on that, but it's probably very rare.
1: I'm afraid of eating in my car. I'm afraid I'm gonna like choke oh. while I'm driving on the highway. Oh, interesting.
0: Oh, I would never eat on the highway. Carrie, what are you doing eating on the highway? No,
1: I'm saying I don't do that. Okay, good. I don't I think don't.
0: On, I I I don't think you should eat and drive. But if you are going to eat and drive, eat on like you know residential streets, like surf. You know what I mean, like non-highway streets. And
1: I just want to say I I didn't say that because I want to freak anybody out. I said it because if someone goes, oh, you know what, that's mm, I'm not going to eat kind bars with nuts in them while driving yeah, on the highway anymore. The best anymore. thing,
0: the best thing that you can eat and drive to me, the safest food to eat and drive is chicken McNuggets. Let no. me tell you why. Let no. me tell you why. No. Now you can't use a sauce there's no sauce involved in the nuggets, you have to eat the nuggets plain, but if you take the nuggets you rip off the top of the box right so it's just like an open tray at that point, and you set it in. I guess what used to be an ashtray but now it's just like an area where you set like your bone and stuff and your keys or whatever. And, and you set it in that area so while you're driving, you can keep your eyes on the road and then take your right hand and just reach down and put the nugget in your mouth like. Like there's no hot, there's no, I, no, no. No. Meat. no,
1: I'm not afraid of dry, or eating in the highway because I'm going to get into an accident. I'm afraid I'm going to choke.
0: I know. But what I'm saying is you can
1: choke on a nuggy. You can. The well, safest, but, but the safest smaller. food to eat is a squeezy pouch of applesauce or baby food.
0: No, that's not the safest because you have to have, you have to hold on to it to actually eat it. Whereas with a nugget, you just pop it in your mouth and go.
1: No, you can choke. This you is all about choke. choking. I'm this isn't about getting about distracted because
0: I know how to eat. like I trust me, I'm a professional eater at this point in my life. Like <laughs> I do not worry so much about choking. I also don't take that big of bites. People stop taking big bites. That's why you're choking.
1: I'm just saying
0: I'm just saying. <laughs>
1: everybody this has been out on the lanai thank you all so much for listening and be sure to tune in next week when we watch the chicken and the egg both things you can choke on if you eat them on the highway <laughs> oh my
0: god guys this has been fun um so please follow you, we're a part of Hoo ha as i said at the top of the episode if you want to go see me on that show in los angeles here on june 24th go get the tickets the tickets are in the Show notes, and you can follow who Ha Ha and download their app, which is really fun. You can listen to us on their app. You can even listen to us on your television. How fun is that? And you can follow us on social media at Golden Girls Pod on Twitter, at Out on the Lanai Official on Instagram, at Golden Girls Pod on Facebook, and I am H Allen Scott and Sadie Pines on everything.
1: And I am Squidzy on Instagram and Squid eat Squid on Twitter. And if you guys have a couple minutes, if you want to pop on over wherever you get your podcast to leave us a nice little rating and review, we yeah, would absolutely appreciate that. And um, don't eat chicken nuggets on the highway.
0: Yeah, please don't do that. That's very dangerous. Don't do that. Well, actually, no, I don't do it on the highway, but do it on surface streets. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Okay.
1: And as always, everyone, remember. <laughs> remember. STAY GOLDEN! Stay golden. <laughs>